Welcome one and all to Merely Roleplayers, where theatrical people play role-playing games. My name's Matt, I am your host uh, for this season, which we're calling Deja Vu. Uh, round the table with me, first of all we have Dave. Hello. Uh, remind us uh, what you do in real life uh, that's sort of related to what we do, and which seasons of Merely Roleplayers people might know you from. Um, okay, so what I do in terms of um, what we're doing is um, I hate theatre and I don't do anything to do with theatre. Um, what, what you might remember me from is um, going to the island um, and going to space. The two real names of those episodes. <laughs> also around the table, Ellie. Hello. Welcome back. Thank you. We've missed you. We've just had a season, our first ever season without you. I've been really enjoying listening to it. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, but you're back now. I am. Um, which other seasons might people remember you from, and what's your role in uh, Blackshaw and the other sort of stuff we do? Uh, you'll know me from seasons one through eight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all the seasons, uh, apart from one third of Parallax and the latest Oh No, I'm on an Island series. And I am the director at Blackshaw Theatre, so I do telling people what to do about theatre things, and I sometimes do that here as well but I try not to tell people what to do as much lovely to have you back thank you very much uh, next round the table is Alex hello uh, returning uh, you were in Prospero and Violet uh, absolutely what else might people remember you from and what do you do Cloud Skipper's captain that's not what I do that's what you have <laughs> seen me in before <laughs> I, 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 thought you, I thought you were going to say the word clown <laughs> <laughs> what do you do clown <laughs> clown um that's the unprofessional thing that I do. Uh, no, um, actor um, recently embarking on a stand-up comedy career, which is amusing for me, if no one else. And yeah, so you'll have seen me in Cloud Skipper's Captain, Prosper and Viola, Amnesty, Parallax Conversion, and Ariadne. Comprehensive. I like it. You're welcome. Uh, I like the disparagement, the self-deprecation less. Other people do find you funny. I've okay. them laugh. Okay. <laughs> Look at your face. Hilarious. <laughs> I mean, if I need that. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Sometimes you do a funny dance. <laughs> That's where the clowning comes in. <laughs> uh, and finally, uh, in this session, uh, welcome back, Josh. Hello, Matthew. How are you? Uh, I'm very well. Sorry, never, people never ask how you are. Oh. Are you, are you oh. doing okay? Or? Matt doesn't ask us how we are, are you, Matt? <laughs> he asks us what we do. So, Matt, what do you do? <laughs> Dave really told you that, Josh. <laughs> well, I, I, I edit this show and I do lots of stuff backstage for it. Uh, and I also do a bit of writing for, for stage and other media. And have you been involved in the other seasons of Millie Roleplayers? Uh, not, not all of them, not all of them. Although I was present for the one that I wasn't involved with, which was the Cloud Skipper's Captain. Uh, which Strat ran, but I was there lurking in the background, listening. And you'd done a perform in one of them? I did. I was a player in Parallax Inverted. Mm -hmm. Back to you, Josh. Thank you, Matthew. Welcome to the table. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Hello, my name's Josh. Uh, this is my third uh, outing into the Merely Roleplayers world. You might recognise me from Prospero and Viola. And let's get Gideon all the way back in season four. Common denominators uh, that you might remember about Josh include bandanas. Yes, bandanas. Uh, other attributes, rum, tap dancing, <laughs> sequins, grifting, and... Uh, uh, um, taser play. Taser play, thank you. <laughs> taser play. Let's never call it taser... Let's never, ever call it taser play. Ever. Exactly. You heard that man. He was playing with a taser. <laughs> oh, God. 
Inadvisedly. Let's keep this weird energy. <laughs> That's nice of you to embrace it, Matt. It's <laughs> a very kind word to use, weird. That's what it actually is. Now that we've introduced ourselves, is everybody ready to play? Yeah. I'm ready to play. Yes. You are Blackshaw, a London theatre company, but lately you've been feeling like you're being watched, but not in the good audience watching a theatre company way. You've been catching things out of the corner of your eye, people disappearing around corners, uh, people who might have the just the hint of a curly wire in their ear, and you're starting to get paranoid about it. That's right, we're doing some conspiracy thriller stuff. Ooh. So, I want to join the four of you as you're having a meeting to plan your next uh, theatrical production, but also potentially to talk about the strange uh, happenings that you've been noticing uh, in the the Royal Festival Hall on the South Bank, Mm -hmm. uh, which maybe dates this story because it's not such a great meeting spot anymore. No, no, used to be. (laughs) But there was a time when it was, so let's say it's then. (laughs) (laughs) So you're in one of the reasonably uh, deserted bar areas on one of the floors of the Royal Festival Hall, gathered around a table... Having your discussion. I mean, Dave's going to be living. I was going to say, I mean, my, my input will be, well, I think what we need to do is cancel everything you're trying to do and never put on another show. Dave has worked on one of our shows, by the way, very successfully. Two of our shows. I'm very talented. Yeah. He's a very, very talented sound designer. How, how might you attempt to talk about your fears that you're being followed okay. uh, in a way that could plausibly be uh, about actually about a theatre show? Um, uh, using theatre terms as code. <laughs> So the audience might not like it. I'm going to be taking minutes for this meeting in general and every so often writing down what I really think and sort of passing them to my right towards towards Vicky and be like, oh, Dave, that's an excellent. Thank you so much. We should use more sound in this next thing. And as I'm saying that, I'm writing down, we need to be careful. There might be ears all around and I pass it to Alex. Mm Rather, rather surreptitiously. I, 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 I write something else down on it, but I also believe in this. Do you think you're playing consequences? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you fold the paper over. Yeah, fold it over. <laughs> Add something hilarious <laughs> about something, someone's trousers <clears throat> falling down, yeah, yeah. and then pass it over Al- to Alex. Alex. Yes, and Josh conspir- Josh's conspiracy yes. theory. Yes. <laughs> and the trousers <laughs> fell down to reveal a bottom. <laughs> Uh, Tilly is here. Also. Of course, are you allowed to take cats into the festival hall? <laughs> you are now. She, yeah, uh, because you don't you don't feel safe leaving her alone. Oh. Right, I moment. thought you meant I don't feel safe, so she's there for protection. Oh, yeah. That too. She's a paid up member of the Royal uh, Festival Hall, so yeah. Is she? Oh, yeah. oh nice. I make a note. Uh, Tilly being Ellie's cat. Uh, for those who haven't listened to the show before, and as you're uh, surreptitiously, surreptitiously passing these notes around, uh, you realise that there are uh, two or three other people scattered around this bar. One working on a laptop. Uh, one seems to be reading a book, one person sort of lounging at the bar on their phone, and it becomes clearer and clearer to you as you catch glimpses of these people out of the corner of your eye that the person on the laptop isn't typing anything real and the person on the phone is looking at all of you out of the corner of their eye mm. uh, and the person reading the book 
the centre of the O on the front cover glints <sighs> as if it's a hidden camera. <sighs> and you start to get the sense that the conspiracy might be real. What do you all do? Uh, I think my, if, 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 I, if I feel like this, the people are sort of verging on getting threatening in their sort of like closeness, sort of being too claustrophobic, I'm probably going to walk up towards one of them oh, um, just to assert myself upon them in the way that they are upon me. So I'm probably going to walk over to the person with the book and be like, oh, I've read that. It's really good. Pick it up and start having a flick through and then drop it and punt it <laughs> on the camera. And so I'm so sorry. So the person reaches up and says, hey, wait, wait. And uh, as you punt the book, reality breaks. sound as if of tearing fabric, but if every parting stitch had the force of an earthquake. Whoa. The whole festival hall seems to tilt at a crazy impossible angle, and you're all, you all become immediately disorientated. Colour goes strange. Seams, frayed seams begin to appear crisscrossing the space, and areas of the building, some areas turn into cold grey metal, some areas turn into old weathered stained wood, others turn into some sort of strange green writhing organic structure. The sort of general shape of the structure seems to stay intact, but it seems like various different versions of this place are all crashing in all at once uh, as the whole of reality begins to rip at the seams around you. The three other people in this space, each one is caught in a different one of these uh, areas, and you can see they all appear to sort of fray at the edges as well. And you see them changing, and this one uh, that was lounging against the bar with the phone, you see as her outline frays, and suddenly she's wearing a ten-gallon hat and spurs and sheepskin trousers. And this look comes over her face that uh, those of you who don't hate theatre would recognise. <laughs> very, It seems a very familiar look. It's the look of somebody who's been thrust into that anxiety dream where you're on stage and you don't know any of the lines. She just looks totally at sea and confused by what's happening. Uh, I immediately grab uh, Ellie and Dave and just grab hold of them if everything's starting to fray and be pulled apart I'd rather we all stay together and I yell out to Alex to to hightail it over to us as quickly as he can are we fraying? so you all there, there is a certain fraying at your edges but none of you are changing quite as dramatically as the three what were the mm. people spying on you mm -hmm. all of you are still recognisable to each other and none of you are quite feeling that feeling that that woman is so clearly experiencing of total disorientation in the setting that you're in. 
So the person that I ripped the book off, yeah. what sort of setting are they in? <laughs> uh, the area, the co- that corner of the building, it has gone uh, cold, silvery, white metal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that person now uh, has uh, various bionic body parts that they're looking at in horror. A whole uh, One of the eyes is red like a Terminator. Uh, and they've got that same sort of stage fright, not knowing what they're supposed to do sort of uh, look in their eyes. I'm probably going to recoil from that um, and je- like run back towards the group and be like, did I just do that? Was that me? Uh, I grab Alex as he approaches and just hold him as, as tight as I can do. So we're in a sort of circle formation as everything is starting to fall to bits. It's maybe like a circle of, of hands. Yes, yeah, circle of trust. A circle of trust. In a group hug. Yeah. Uh, the woman in now the 10-gallon hat, you see her face change, and it goes from that total disorientation. It goes from, she At first, it looked like she didn't even know how to stand uh, in these different clothes. But now, suddenly, she settles into a stance that looks natural, and a look comes over her head, and she tips her head so that the brim of her hat is just shading her eyes. And she looks directly at uh, you, Alex, since you're the one that's been acting, and says, You and me, partner, ten paces and shoot. (laughs) Excuse me, madam? (laughs) You and me... And as she's in the middle of speaking, she begins to fray again as the uh, seam in the building passes over her, pulls even wider... The ten-gallon hat disappears, the spurs disappear, the gun on her hip disappears, and she now seems to be... uh, She's now dressed in, like, forest green. There's a bow and arrow, uh, a long bow on her back. Her ears have elongated and gone pointy. (laughs) And that that complete confusion is back over her face again, as actually that part of the building begins to pull away, and those seams that are crossing the building start to actually part and all you can see through them is darkness. Well, I'm, I'm less worried about the conspiracy right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Agreed. Um, I guess we need to find something that we know is, is real to, to ground us. Mm-hmm. I think we need to run away from the opening chasm. Yeah, yes. we need to run, run into one of the, the places that seems to be remaining whole. Okay. Yeah, which Would one looks nicest? Green? <laughs> Yeah, well, none of it's brown, so I guess we'll have to go for green. Uh, you're by one of the um, like big panoramic windows of the mm-hmm. hall, mm-hmm. and you can see out onto the balcony, and you can see uh, the Thames uh, outside, uh, and the buildings on the other side, and you can see that they are all changing as well. Ooh, there idea. are ripples going across everything, but it seems like maybe the like these islands that are forming of different kind of uh, uh, textures and different looks are larger out there and that some of them might be a little more stable out there. Yes, run away. Let's run away. Get, get outside, get out of yeah. the building. Before we leave, so. can I grab a Sharpie from the table and write Dave on my head, Ellie on your head, <laughs> Alex on your head, and Josh on your head? Sure. So we've all got our names on our head. I mean, yes, but I, I mean, I don't know. You, it might be helpful. Okay, sure. <laughs> cool. Yeah, great. That was a permanent Sharpie, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. Just yeah. It's always useful to have a Sharpie. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, so you 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 run, and the the glass in the windows actually disappears as you as you run that way as the um, the window frames turn to uh, old splintered wood and the balcony outside is a different texture again and appears to be some sort of stage 
there are multicolored lights shining on it. There are mic stands arranged across it. Uh, there are amps uh, where the edge of the balcony uh, was, and you emerge out into the into outdoors, and you hear as you're running. Stay together. Try, try to try to stay together. Just a minute. I'll be with you in a minute. Oh Who on earth is that? No. I don't <laughs> <What's> know. <laughs> I have no idea. We need to keep in running, this, surely. In this situation, yes. Let's just keep running. Yeah. I mean, the, also good advice, though. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. The voice is coming from above uh, and does seem strangely familiar, but for reasons that you don't quite know. Do, when we look up, do we see anything? Do we see an outline you, of a person? If or? you look up, yes, you see uh, silhouetted against the now uh, patchwork sky. Uh, you can see the figure of a, a person dressed in like a blue jumpsuit with a full face uh, mirrored helmet. Uh, and they seem to be descending towards you using erratic bursts of a jetpack on their back. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh they seem to be sort of controlling it from a wrist... <laughs> console <laughs> what okay. uh, and they they seem to be trying to arrange it so that they can land where you are mm-hmm. but are being sort of buffeted around by all the like different air currents coming from different uh, mm-hmm. parts mm-hmm. of the the world now different settings okay uh, could I jump up on the stage and grab one of the microphones and just yell who are you <laughs> what is going on <laughs> Do you mean to harm us? Is this thing on? (laughs) (laughs) Testing, testing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, Alex, Ellie and Dave, uh, you see as Josh grabs the microphone, you see a flicker as his outline frays and you see see his hair change and become a giant bubblegum pink mohawk. Oh. And you see the outline of a spiky guitar forming in his uh, hat, on a strap around his uh, shoulders. But yes, you grab the mic, mm-hmm. feels natural. Yeah. Do, uh, I, do, do, do I see my hair and do I see you, the guitar? You, you feel the weight of this guitar appearing around your shoulders. Can I play a power chord and let out a power screen? <laughs> yeah! <laughs> and, and, and your fingers uh, settle into the shape of a power chord that you don't necessarily know whether you knew it before, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. Uh, so you emphasise your mm. words with a power chord. Yeah, a lunge. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so you say uh, what you said, mm-hmm. and the voice from above, <laughs> getting slowly closer in between <laughs> bursts of jet, says, "I'll I'll explain when I I'll explain when I get down there. Yeah, uh, you 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 don't you sort of know me, but you sort of don't. I'll be I'll just be there in a minute. Just hold on." Has. I don't mean you any harm, no. <laughs> uh, and I yell to everyone, sorry, I sing to everybody. <laughs> Y'all need to get up on the stage! <laughs> Just playing, playing on power chord. He's gone wrong. <laughs> Has he still got Josh written on his head? Uh, yes. Ah, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but it's changed into like a stylized font. Oh, nice. In a rock font. <laughs> yeah. no. like, like oh, the S is a lightning bolt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think this, this whole scene is being uh, un- underplayed or underscored by, let's say, Led Zeppelin, I think. Black Dog, I think, is just yeah. playing. Or, yeah. <laughs> I'm just, yeah, I'm loving it. Yeah. I'm having a great time. Okay, uh, you all get up on the stage with mm-hmm. them? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Okay, uh, and all around you, you can hear the sounds of, of confused shouts and screams uh, of all the people who were on the, the riverbank uh, as this began happening. Uh, as you look down beyond the amps and the footlights, you can see people doubled over or on their knees holding their heads 
all over the place, shaking their heads, <laughs> looking down at themselves and at their fli- their own flickering outlines and the different costumes that they all seem to be slipping in and out of. Uh, and everybody just seems kind of paralysed by a d- complete disorientation. This gig's going well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm great. So I'm, I'm rock, rocking so, out. Man. Some people respond to Josh playing music. <laughs> <laughs> the jetpacking figure makes a clumsy landing uh, on the edge of the stage and rushes towards the four of you mm-hmm. and says, wait there, wait there, wait there, just stay, stay close, stay close, stay close, and gets in among all the, th- all the four of you, mm-hmm. pulls a shiny device off their belt and clicks a button on it and a bubble appears around Ooh. the five of you. Oh. And Josh... The guitar disappears. The <gasps> mohawk disappears. You go You're back naked. to <laughs> you go back to the form of Josh mm-hmm. that was there before. The Josh now mm-hmm. written in normal sharpie on mm-hmm. your forehead. The stage disappears within the bubble, and it, you're now just standing on the balcony of the Royal Festival Hall. But this figure still is still wearing this blue jumpsuit with the jetpack with the faceplate, and he says, uh, "Right, this this won't last long." Um, but I, I'll, I, I need to get you up to speed and let you know what you can do about all of this. And <clears throat> the faceplate goes up uh, to reveal the face of a young, like early twenties guy uh, with a bit with an undercut and messy hair brushed over. Uh, and some of you may be the name Errol. Errol, Errol echoes in your head. <laughs> uh, I take out my sharpie. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome once again, one and all, this time with no deception, to season 10 of Merely Roleplayers. While the players see how long they can hold this tableau, let's see if the programme sheds any light on what's going on here. So usually each season of Merely Roleplayers is a self-contained story in a different genre. We use role-playing game rules to add some shape and an element of chance to the story, so no one quite knows how things are going to turn out. Not you, not the players, not even me. With all our previous nine seasons, you can jump in with Act 1 and it doesn't matter if you haven't consumed our whole archive. But if you have devoured everything we've produced, you'll have noticed some common threads. The main characters for a start, the same ones keep on popping up, whether the story's set in the Wild West or a galaxy light years away. That's because the players are generally playing versions of themselves, improvising what they think they might do in the strange situations I put them in. And of course, there's that Errol character. So this season, Deja Vu, is where we bring all those threads together and pay everything off. It's basically our Avengers Endgame. You'll still be able to follow what's going on if you're new to the show or you've skipped the odd season, but be aware there will be callbacks. And if you followed us from the start, you're in for a real treat. We won't just be referencing characters and events from other seasons, we're actually picking some of them up and properly paying them off. If you're joining us after meeting me or Alex at Pod UK in February, welcome! It was our first convention, and we couldn't have asked for a better introduction to the scene. Everyone's reactions when we described what we're doing here made us feel a lot less niche, and even more proud of the stories we're telling. Thank you all, everyone who exhibited or attended, for coming and showing us your friendly faces. 
Thanks also to Jess and the crew at Rock Salt Events for organising the whole thing, and especially to Rob from the Kaiju FM Podcast Collective for sharing his space on the podcaster's promenade with us. Finally, before I give the players the signal to unfreeze, if you like stories of conspiracy, especially the reality-bending variety, which I suspect you might do, then you might also enjoy these colleagues of ours from the UK and Ireland tabletop RPG podcasters community. Attention, new agents. This is me, Dr. Byron Brimstone, director of the OMEN. That's the Office for Occult Monitoring, Examination and Negation. I'm here to give you a short intro into the adventures of the OMEN investigations team. Join us on a comedy role-playing podcast set in the modern world, where three agents travel the globe to deal with demons, cultists, and conspiracy theories. Follow the exploits of Koala Jackson, an amnesiac Australian with a dark history. Yeah. Annabelle St. John, a gun-sticking girl from the Deep South. Is it a gun cult or is it a pony cult? And Dr. Martin, a disgraced former professor from Sweden. I mean, I am from Sweden. If you like listening to people search for monsters, aliens, entities from beyond the void and other such hoo-ha, then you should check out Omen Investigations on all good podcast apps. Bibstone out. Dolores, remind me why we're podcasting our top-secret operations again. Right. It's all go- it's all going wrong, but I really think you all can help. I, I, I'm going to take a step forward and I say, "Listen to me." And oh, that's an interesting aroma you have about you. Very very strange. Uh, what, what is what, what is going on? What do you mean we can we can help? I, I've got this theory about why you're the best people to fix this. Fix uh, what? Let me. Let, I'll try and explain. I'll try and explain as quick and, <laughs> and clear as I can. All right. Uh, just t- tell me if you've got any questions as I go. All right, everyone? Yeah, okay, okay. sure. Yeah. All right. yep, I feel listening. like we have a lot of questions. <laughs> yeah, who wants to start with the questioning? I have one. Why? How do you have a jetpack? <laughs> he said he's going to explain, and then if we have questions along the way... Oh, okay. It's, uh, it's, it's standard issue. For what? For Oh, yeah, so I, I'm with um, the consensus... I always get this wrong. Uh, the consensus reality integrity task force, and it's our job to sort of stop this from happening, but... So you've not done a very good job, is what you're saying? No, but we've got ideas about how how to fix it, though. That's good. And they involve us, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, mine do. (laughs) Yours do. Great. Why why, why the four of us? We're just four, well, three and a half (laughs) theatre-loving thespian types. We're just normal people. That's it. That's it. That's why. I'll I'll get to it. It's the theatre thing. The theatre thing, that's why. That's why it's you. Um, Right. So... But basically, right, there's these there's these people and and they live outside of like reality and time and stuff and they're they're really they got super phenomenal cosmic powers in that. Right. I'm just gonna start pinching myself at this point, like <laughs> slapping my face. I'm just going, ah, ah. <laughs> Are you okay, Ellie? <laughs> Ellie, is everything okay? Ellie, did you see me play guitar as well earlier? <laughs> yes, and you played it really well, which is why I'm pretty convinced this is a dream. I can't play guitar. No. Sorry, who are you? What's your name? <laughs> oh, oh yeah, sorry. I'm I'm I'm, I'm Errol. Yeah, Errol. Errol. Yes. Errol. No, yeah. Nice to meet you, Errol. Not an, and you too. Yeah. I'm, I'm Josh. Oh yeah, nice to meet you. Yeah, Alex. 
Yeah, really yeah, big big fan of all your work. <laughs> You're a fan of our work. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. Work? What? Like you, you know, you've seen our shows. Yeah, well, so the, these super phenomenal folks, right? This this universe where you live is sort of they've been doing some sort of experiments on it. Great. And they so they got these super powers overall like time. Who? The people. What the people? Oh, <laughs> that. I mean, there's lots of them, but the main ones, the the leader ones, they call themselves Marlo and Nia. Very cool names. Uh, I mean, we at the CRIT, we just called them Subject 1 and Subject 2, because... You're creative like that? <laughs> well, they're like the main ones that we've got to deal with. We'll, 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 we'll approach that strand yeah. of thought later, Errol. <laughs> yeah. For now, let's stay on target. So Marlo and Nia yeah, so, are pulling the universe to bits? Well, I don't think they did have done it on purpose. Right. It's like, what they've been doing, like... Imagine, like, you know when you make a mixtape, yeah? Slightly dated reference, but okay, <laughs> yeah, yes, cool. now I understand. Is it? Yeah. Oh. Especially for someone with a jetpack, it's... <laughs> oh, I thought I'd done good research. Any, so, anyway. Stay on target, stay on target, Errol. <laughs> so, when you, ma- you make a mixtape, right, and you record mm-hmm. all the songs on, mm-hmm. and then, then you, you, you put it back in and you record something else over it? Yes. Yes. Right. So, it's like they've been doing this mixtape over and over again, and it's the same songs every time, but always in a different order? Right. So always using the same bits, and you're the songs, you're the songs in this. Mm -hmm. Always using the same songs, but in a different order each time to make it a bit different, to see how it's different when you do them in a different order. They really can't nail down their playlist, is what you're saying. No. Um, But you know when you record a mixtape too many times, and it's like you start to be able to hear that songs from before under the ones that Previous you recorded recordings. last time yeah. and it all gets a bit and then uh, so that's been happening a bit and we saw that that was happening and we saw that we needed to do something about it which is why we started looking into people like you that might be able to fix it okay right but you know how if you keep doing that with the mixtape over and over sometimes maybe the tape breaks Right. Mm. Is this the tape breaking? Yeah. Yeah. What you can see outside this bubble here is all the tape breaking and that. And we're special songs. Well, you see, so that you see everyone out there who's all having a hard time in that. Mm. (laughs) They don't. Yeah, they're not having (laughs) an understanding of the uh, the Wiggard. So that what's happening is all the different versions of this universe they've all lived in because they've been like. Running the universe from like Big Bang to Big Crunch all at the, the end, and then rewinding it and doing it again in a different way, right? With all the bits in a different order, and so what's happening is all the different versions, all the different versions of the universe that have happened are all sort of they're all sort of happening at once now, and that's difficult for all them folks out there, yeah, because they're not used to being like more than one version of themselves at a time, uh-huh. but like. When you're in the theatre, like that's sort of what that is. Like you have to, like oh, you're used to rolling. You're used you to will. like you, you see you walk into another story and you sort of you're still yourself, but you're in the other story as well, and you can keep yes. it in your head straight. Mm-hmm. So it's like we built up a natural resistance. Yeah, 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 just like that. You see, you, I, my boss said that my logic was all faulty in that, but you you get it. I see you get it. So that's why one of the one of the women that was in the centre just now, she seemed to fail into a different time a wild west style scenario she didn't have a clue what was going on and then she snapped back out of it and was being pulled through different 
yeah. songs, different recordings. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or like some people talk about it, like some folks at work talk about it, like if you're like weaving a picture with threads and that, like a tapestry, tapestry. A tapestry. But like same threads every time, but making a different picture. And now it's all fraying and going all threadbare and got holes in and that. Oh, and you keep unraveling. using the same threads every time. Yeah, ah. got, they got all tired. Right. Ah. So yeah, that all them people there. So yeah, they're having trouble, and then there might be a bit of. There's going to be places where it's more stable than other places, and the people in those places where it's a bit more stable, and like maybe it goes all wild west there. They'll basically the danger is when people are all disorientated by all this stuff going on. Yeah. They're going to get, like, either really irrational and, like, fixate on one thing they can remember, and usually that's, like, grudges and that, mm-hmm. and they'll they'll just pursue those, like, to that's all they can think to do because that's just, like, anchoring them. Um, or they'll just, like, fall into a pattern that they remember from some other reality or version of their life what they lived, and they'll just sort of do that pattern over and over again to try and keep themselves from going mad. But in the process, presumably going quite mad. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, you could sort of call the behaviour that they have from our, our point of view, yeah, but would be a bit mad, yeah. Mm. Quick quick question. Um, how are we going to fix this? Oh. My sewing skills are not great. Yeah, yeah, I gotcha, I gotcha. You've got to, uh, got to go there. You've got to find your way there. And he points, uh, and he points at a point way over on the horizon where you sort of following the line of the river to the horizon um, and you can see where he's pointing a rip has opened up in the sky not unlike the parting of curtains Mm. and through that rip you can see a structure a, a building an edifice and as you're looking at it the frame of mind that you're in changes how you see it. And so for a second, it looks like a kind of Greek Parthenon-type temple, all pillars and porticos. And then as what you're thinking about changes, the look of it changes and it becomes this enormous uh, skyscraper of of silver steel uh, and another flicker. And it seems to be a construction of stone and wood and uh, roof slates hanging over uh, off the side of a mountain over an abyss. And the, the common denominator being that it is a very impressive and slightly sort of um, almost temple-like edifice in mm-hmm. uh, every version. That's where Marlo and Nier and their gang and that hang out. Okay. Right. So, so we need to go see them. You've got to get, get your way there and... and Make them see sense. Get them to fix it. Got a, got another question. Is there a quick way of getting there? Or are we walking? Oh, you might have. I mean, I don't know exactly. Like, I've tried to. I tried to keep an eye on you in all different versions, and like, just you know, make sure that you were doing all right, and and like do observations so that I could tell my boss that you'd be the right ones mm-hmm. for the job. But I don't know everything. I didn't didn't catch you in every one. But basically, what. I, so you can play the roles like it as it as it was mm-hmm. of all the different versions of you that you've been in all the different rewinds of what they've done, and some of those might have skills what can get you there quicker. Okay, maybe. And is you it, just got to sort of remember? Is it just us four of the Blackshaw group? Oh no, I'm trying to get all of, all of you together. Um, I got some of you already on on my ship. You got a ship? Yeah, I got. Yeah, 
a standard issue like the jetpack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I rounded up a few of them already, and it should be, and he looks at his wrist, and he goes, oh, oh, that's not what it should be saying. What, what, what's not what it should be saying? Is that a normal watch? It's like a, a screen. It's almost like a smartphone screen in, in, in his sleeve. Oh well, I sort of uh, like I left. I left the ship in orbit. I thought that'd be safer, but it's. Um, I lost contact with it, and this says that one of the tears has sort of swallowed that bit. Barrel. So, <laughs> so, sorry. So 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 the rest of of the, of the gang mm-hmm. have been swallowed through a rift, and we and we all need them to fix this fabricated reality, this tapestry. That's about the size of it, yeah. Right. Who, who is it? Who, who did you? Who's, who's in the lost ship? Oh well, I, I, I started with all the Chris's because that was easy to remember. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that, that is a logical step, I guess. Put them all together. Yeah. Oh, and Vicky because because uh, she's got like the the phenomenal cosmic powers in one of her versions of herself, right? So I thought she might be a useful one. To so the Chris's. So, so the four of them were on that ship. Yeah, they were on that. Yeah, and they've been sucked through to where? where uh, does does it say where the where the rift is? And I sort of grab his <laughs> arm and try and look at it myself. And does it not say where it's going? I mean, Dave, this is your wife we're talking yeah, about. You're not going to find the ship. <laughs> it's a it's a lot of complicated readouts okay. in kind of units that you don't recognise uh, and that kind of thing. Um, and he says, no, it it means that it, it's they've gone through to another a different sort of one of the versions. Uh, and it, I don't know which one. Oh my god! How many are there? I mean, lots. Oh, least nine. Do you have? Do you not have any way of contacting them? Uh, no. <laughs> can you? Can we track <laughs> the ship? If we could get to the the bit that it's in, if we can get me, if I can get close to closest closer to it, maybe. Do you know where it is though? No. So well, we have well, to... well, then where are we going? So at the moment, right? Time is all. All happening at once, but space is a bit more stable. It's gonna, it's not gonna be forever. It will, that will go as well. But for the moment, space is all right. Okay. So it should be in roughly like the same place, just in a different time version of that mm. place. So we have to go into all the different places with you mm-hmm. and your watch, and push your button in each place and see if it flags your ship. Yeah, that would probably work. Yeah, and we're going to do that instead of going to the. Big castle. Well, we have to do it before we go, because we need yeah. to go with all of us, right? Yeah, yeah we've got to go there uh, soon, but yeah, we have to do this first, because oh uh, we need all of you. Yeah, we need to rescue our friends as a, yeah. as a matter of priority. More Absolutely. Important. 100%. Yeah. Errol, let's, let's go. No time like the present. So, yeah. all right, Turn all right. your magic ball off and let's <laughs> go. So, all right, I'm, uh, I'll do it in a sec. Just so that if you lose me, right, uh, the ship... It'll it'll adapt to whatever area it's in, so, but it always look like it'll look like a big vehicle that, that's airborne, like great. So that's what you're looking for: big airborne, big airborne vehicle thing, vessel of some kind. Yeah, okay. and they'll be on it. Right. right. Any identifying features? A name of this vessel, by chance? I co- I, they let us name them. I called it the the Air Errol. What? Yeah, the Air Errol. The Air Errol. No, I'm saying Air Errol. Yeah. Can you say a bit slower? It's two, two words. Oh, yeah. Air. Air. Errol. Errol. Yeah, like me, but in the air. I figured. Okay. Right. The, we're, we're looking for the air Errol in one of many realities. Yes. So to summarise, the world is falling apart. Yes. We're the only ones that can fix it. Yes. We're being instructed by an idiot.
You've been listening to Merely Roleplayers. In this season, you'll hear Ellie Pipkin, Alex Pankhurst, Josh Yard and Dave, Chris Starkey, Chris Buxey and Chris, Helen Stratton, Ellen Gould, Natalie Winter and Strat, all playing various versions of themselves, along with special guest appearances by Ellie Pitkin as Nia and the Space Jam Continuum podcast's Chris McLennan as Candice. I'm Matt, and I edited and produced the season, wrote and performed the theme music, and designed and ran the game we're playing. Like most of our games, this one's powered by the apocalypse. You can find more games in this genre at apocalypse-world.com pbta. If you enjoy Merely Roleplayers, let us know with a review or rating on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, or wherever you do your listening. You can also find us on Twitter at Merely Roleplay, at facebook.com slash Merely Roleplayers, and at merelyroleplayers.com. Merely Roleplayers is an independent production in association with Blackshaw Theatre Company. Join us for more drama next episode.